Oh, man, I love this show. I love it on Fridays. I love it on Mondays. I love it on Tuesdays. Did Bud Light decide to self-sabotage? We got a video from an insider that is suggesting that, hey, look, the Nuggets absolutely lose their mind, and I am here for it. I am so here for the Nuggets. They are my team now. They went all Ovechkin after winning the Stanley Cup all day yesterday to the point where, I don't know, some little reporter goes, how many beers have they shotgunned? I've lost track. But first, Anheuser-Busch, hey, look, a special announcement. I said the other day we may be having Anheuser-Busch Budweiser products at my golf outing. No. No, I squelched it. I told you yesterday, you are absolutely right. I know I'm trying to raise money. No Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch sales continue to drop. It's not going to stop anytime soon. But was it an inside job? Tommy Lauren, on her great show, spoke to a man who was concerned enough for his safety. You got to listen to this video. Concerned enough for his safety that he went all mob. He went all Michael Frangisi and changed his voice. Give a listen. What were the executives thinking when they were doing this? And then, of course, after the fact, we had a video surface of uh, a marketing executive saying that Bud Light wanted to move away from the fratty appearance of just college kids and men. And I mean, that almost made it worse. When you're behind closed doors, when you're talking to plant managers, when you're having meetings, when you're with the team, was there an acknowledgement of any of this, an acknowledgement of the situation, the boycott, and then the doubling down about moving away from the fratty image? What were those conversations like when all this started to kick off? So uh, everybody was upset, uh, including management. So we, we, every brewery has a plant manager that answers to corporate. And there seems to be a separation there because what corporate's doing is not reflective of what even the plant managers want. Um, and they themselves, we, we would have these meetings and it, it, nobody's happy about it. Everybody thinks it was a very bad idea, obviously. And, you know, the sales and, and everything shows that. So, um, I mean, they express the fact that they're, they were shocked. Why would they do this? What would what were they thinking? Especially now, this is the worst. It's like the worst timing yet. The best timing if a company were to try to change the way it, it operates um, from a corporate level. So that, and that's just my opinion. And many of us are talking about that. Like, a, like, like they planned it in a way, uh, like a strategic uh, destruction of Bud Light. Wow. Wow, a strategic destruction of Bud Light. Like, that's what... And here, I don't know whether he's saying they actually did it or somebody infiltrated the brand, but Modelo is numero uno, and rightfully so. It's a much better beer. And, or maybe he's saying, look, this is so stupid, so dumb, that we decided, well, Bud Light, uh, you can't... There's no other explanation than how stupid this is, for how stupid this is, than to say, well, you had to plan it. You had to plan it. I'm sorry. You just had to plan it. It's unbelievable. No, and I don't think I'm overstating it. This is the number one brand of beers in the world or in the country. And in two short months, it goes from that to not even being an industry leader. You couldn't be that stupid, although you can. You can't be, you can, you can, you can, you can be that stupid. It's unbelievable. All right. 
On to some fun here. I don't know if you saw this, and I'm waiting for the woke crowd to go, oh my God, uh, this is disgusting. I can't believe we're doing this. This is toxic masculinity. It's toxic masculinity what the Nuggets are doing. I can't stand this. Oh, the drinking. Oh, the public intoxication. I can hear Sarah Spain right now. I can hear all the little mall cops going, oh my God. I, I can hear Julie DiCarlo whining, bitching, and moaning about what's going on with the Denver Nuggets. I'll tell you what's going on with the Denver Nuggets. Freaking great. Damn right it is. Hey, you want them? You got them. All right, let's take a little look here. First up, Aaron Gordon. Let's go to the video of some little reporter from W who knows what out in Denver watching Aaron Gordon and the boys. Here it is. See, I like that girl. I do. I like that girl because you could tell from her eyes she wanted to join in. Yeah. She wanted to shotgun some beer. She wasn't sitting there like all the way. Sarah Spain, I can't believe it. Nancy Armour, Christine Brennan, this is bad. This is man acting bad. Tough crap. Men, go be men. Go be freaking men. Cartavius, whatever the hell his name is, Caldwell Pope. He got in on the fun. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. He could have hit somebody. Those cans went flying. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. You can hear, you can hear, right? You can hear Nancy Amore. Oh, my God. The humanity. Hey, man, drink as many beers as you want. Now, I know my Serbian brother, Nikolai Jokic, got himself into some Shlivovica. If you ever had Shlivovica, do yourself a favor. This weekend, make it a Shlivovica party. And next thing you know, you're going to wake up on the side of the hill in mud. Or you're going to wake up in somebody else's bed. I'm telling you. Watch. Shlivovica is for men only. It grows hair on the bottom of your feet. It grows hair on your back. Uh, my Serbian brother, Nikolai Jokic, did not want to participate in the parade. He wanted to go home to his horses. He wanted to go home to his people, our Serbian people. We're great teammates. We're unbelievable teammates. Anyway, uh, Nikolai Jokic on, well, maybe he misspoke. You know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I fucking want to stay on parade. This is the best. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I effing want to stay on parade. Yeah. Look, we all want to stay on parade, don't we? I want to stay on parade. You want to stay on parade. All right, Mike Malone, the coach. Now, this I like because Mike Malone is kind of seen as this East Coast tough guy, disciplinary. But he went all Eminem, yo. He went all the music. He went all Little Wayne. He went all Little Wheezy. He went all... Uh, Dr. Dre, yo, he decided to run it back, and he talks about running it back. Let's hear from the coach, Mike Malone. Don't tell me. Is Brucey B going anywhere? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we running this shit back. We running this shit back. Hell yeah. Come on. Get high. 
The music, the moment you want it, you know you better let it go, ho. You only get one shot, might miss your plans to grow. This opportunity comes just in a lifetime. You got to lose yourself in the music, the moment. Yeah, we run this back. I love it. Hey, man, I've always been two things in my life. Great teammate, unbelievable celebrator. You got something to celebrate, I'm right there with you. My team wins, I'm on the bottom of the pile. It's just the way we're built. A Serbo-Polish, folks. And remember, we do not need Viagra. Hey, look, you want to see a scene? Here's a scene. Look at, look at Denver. You think they like their nuggets? Look at the freaking people in Denver's downtown. Let's show a little bit of that. Denver is absolutely belly-womped, packed. I mean, packed. Let's show this one from Barstool Sports. I mean, it is jam-packed. Look at this stuff. It's unbelievable. Maybe we don't have the tweet. I don't know. There it is. Denver is packed. Look at that. I don't know what time you had to get there to be up there by the Capitol, but whatever time it was, I bet you it was worth it for if you're a Denver fan. I, wonder, I always wonder this now that I have to wear an adult diaper. I don't, but I might. Anyway, uh, here's the deal. I wonder how many people or how many times you can go to the bathroom there. I do. I wonder how many times. We interrupt this program. This is a test for you guys. We interrupt this programming for a video, and I never thought I would say this, of Joe Biden trying to cop a feel on Eva Longoria. Think about this. We interrupt Joe Biden trying to cop a feel on Eva Longoria. Play it, Dylan, baby. Watch it. Oh, he gets right there. Yay, yay, look at that action. Joe Biden putting a little side boobalage, trying to anyway. And look, this is not even, play that again. Let's show how good Eva Longoria, how smooth she is. This isn't her first rodeo. She knows that many men right here have tried to touch the goods inappropriately. She knows and right Yeah, you ain't getting in there, Sniffing Joe. This ain't my first rodeo, baby. Men from all different walks of life have tried to get in on this little side action, and I ain't having it. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Uh, NFL, hard knocks. I told the Colts, don't do it, you morons. Don't do it. It's awful. Right now, there are zero teams that want to participate in hard knocks. None. None. They even went back, ladies and gentlemen. They went back to the Lions. Now, I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you, why would you want it? Like, there are rules on who is exempt from hard knocks. For example, if you have a first-year coach, you you don't have to be in hard knocks. If you've had a playoff berth in the last two seasons, you don't have to be in hard knocks. If you've appeared on hard knocks in the last 10 years... Which, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys have. Boom. Now, Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, said, yeah, well, uh, no, we're not, uh, no. The Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and the Commanders are the four teams eligible for hard knocks. And they all said, no. Oh, hell no. Robert Sala said, yeah, it's great, but it ain't for us. Good answer from Robert Sala. 
You, and he, by the way, he is the coach of the Jets. You don't want no part of hard knocks. Of course you don't want no part of hard knocks. No, 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 no. I watched the Colts, and look, it was funny. I said on the air when the Colts were doing it in season, I said, look, everybody's going to say this is great. And then wait till next year when players are like, yeah, you know, we didn't notice the camera, but you kind of knew they were always there. You know, and that's just the way it is. It's hard enough to win in any sport You don't need cameras there. You don't need anybody uptight. You just don't need it. Sure, it would be great to see the Patriots, but they've been in the playoffs. Uh, Not this year, year before. Or last year, excuse me. Sure, it'd be great. We'd love to have them. Here's a shocker. One time in my life, I dealt with a jackass. Let a jackass be my friend. His name is Greg Doyle. Then I found out what he was doing uh, with married women, and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Okay, what happens then when you get with a snake, a snake comes back to bite you. Get this article. I'm a bad guy, blah, 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 blah. Only guy that I knew was a snake that I let in my life. Well, guess what? The Arena Football League let a snake in. His name was Antonio Brown. The Arena Football League said, hey, we're going to let you because you have money. We are going to let you buy a team. Well, guess what happened? You know what happened. Antonio Brown and the Albany Empires did what Antonio Brown, Greg Doyle, guys like that do. They're snakes. They're they're fake. They're rat. They're awful. Well, he didn't pay his bills. Well, he didn't pay the fines. Well, he didn't pay the players. He didn't do anything. So guess what's happening? Let's show the tweets. uh, Look at this. They've kicked Antonio Brown's Albany Empire out of the league. Ownership has been filled with scandal since he bought the team. It was reached after an emergency conference call of the members in good standing discussing a failure to pay their league mandated overdue assessment. I'm just telling you. You can read it there. One-seventh of the league's operating. Antonio Brown was fined. Conduct that. He didn't pay nothing. Let's go to the FUBAR one. I'm just telling you. You hang with snakes, you get a snake. Period. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but you know when you let Antonio Brown in, I can hear the white idiots that are running the league go, oh, man, we got A.B. He'll be an attraction. He may even play. Yeah, okay. Well, guess what? He didn't do any of it, and he didn't pay his bill. So if you are surprised by that, then you are a moron. You hang with idiots, you get idiots. Uh, <laughs> Real Steelers fans only. This is awesome. This is a great, great tweet. Put the tweet up. Let's go. The Miami Tropics tweet is ready to rock and roll. Where are we at? Oh, we didn't get that one. All right. Let's continue then. Next one, Craig Carton, our buddy. He's coming on the show (coughs) next week. Good for him. He's out on the fan in New York. Possible replacements make this interesting. Tiki Barber. Yay, Rod, Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber, uh, I'm not even going to get into Tiki Barber, but let's just say Tiki Barber should be very, very happy that he is Tiki Barber and not Dan Dockage because he would never have a job. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe that was Ronda. I don't know. But here you go. I don't care about the fan. I don't care about any of it. The Carton Show I watched are going to pay a million. What? Hell of a ride. He's expected on the fan. The other guy is Turtle. That's right, Turtle. Yeah, Turtle from Entourage, Jerry Farina. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? I Look, hey, entourage guy. I mean, it's going to sound great. It's going to sound wonderful. It's going to sound awesome. But it's freaking Turtle for crying out loud. The hell? Turtle not going to know anything. And after about 10 minutes, all you're going to get is callers in to say, hey, Turtle. So you got Tiki Barber, Turtle, Boomer, Kevin Clance. I don't even know these guys. And I don't give a rat's. Congrats to Ke- uh, Craig Carton. He's always been great to this show. He's got a fascinating story. Went to jail, got out, had great lines. I'm a Craig Carton fan. His show is on right now because I ain't watching that crap on ESPNNNN. U.S. Open Playboy Mansion. Did you know behind the 13th hole is the Playboy Mansion? Now, Hugh Hefner is dead. D-E-A-D. Hugh Hefner is dead. And the Playboy Mansion got bought by a dude. And one of the things at the Playboy Mansion is the weird noises coming from the mansion. Now, you guys think it's the screaming women and men all drugged up, hopped up on the sex. You think it's the orgies. You think it's the Eiffel Towers. You think it's all that stuff going on. Oh, nay, 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 no. It's the animals. It's the wildlife. Yeah, it is. There's a zoo on the Playboy Mansion. It was bought for $100 million. If those wall would, uh, there's a scene in one of the great shows ever, Two and a Half Men, where uh, Robert Wagner, whoever it is, dies on the bed, has pants around his ankles, and they do a scan of the walls, and they find semen everywhere in Charlie's room. You imagine doing that in a Playboy mansion? Oh, my God, but that's not the problem. Off the 13th tee and through the 14th hole, it isn't the screams of sex are the wild moanings of sex. It's the animals. Not the animals meaning like pro football players coming for a night of debauchery. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pelicans and penguins and giraffes and elephants and animal animals. Who would have thunk it? I certainly would not have thunk it. Not me. I would not have thunk it. But it's going to be a little weird. You tee off and, you know, you might get California dreaming about Holly Madison. What was that weird girl and her husband, uh, Hank Bassett, Basket? What was his wife's name? I don't know, but they came into Indianapolis. Basket dropped the ball on an onside kick. His wife was a Playboy bunny. He ended up dating cross-dressers. The whole world is insane. Speaking of insane, I'm going to give you this. We already gave you a Joe Biden video, did we not? Here's another Joe Biden video. This is Joe Biden. This is our president talking about building a railroad across the Indian Ocean. Let's go to the Biden video. What the hell? Well, we're going to end and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. We're going to build the Indian Ocean. We're going to build the Indian Ocean. Yeah, we are. That's what we're going to do. We're going to build a railroad to the Indian Ocean. Okay. All right. Then he gets mad at a guy because it's starting to close in. The mainstream media is getting pressure to ask about Biden and the money that he uh, supposedly got, ladies and gentlemen, from bribes in the Ukraine, and he responds with this. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, that is a dumb question. We have an idiot in the White House. We have an idiot, and I, I, we're going to build a railroad across the Indian Ocean after I feel you up, Eva Longoria. And that's a dumb question. <laughs> oh, man, it's unbelievable. There you go, Jolton Joe. Yeah, we are. We're going to, oh, baby. Look at Jolton Joe. I don't think I sent the one of him sniffing a little boy in Eva Longoria. You know what? She's a pro. Dockage is all over the place. No, I'm not. I'm reading right from the script. Look, right here's our script. You kidding me? Silent Oak? Don't get mad just because we're calling out your boy, Jolton Joe Biden. This show's glorious today. All right, Ticketmaster and SeatGeek have agreed. All in prices after Biden and Ted Cruz gave you the junk fee crackdown. Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, ticketing companies have agreed to institute all-in pricing in response to the crackdown on hidden junk fees. They've agreed to it. Good for Joe Biden. Look, if you're the president of the United States, you should do something. I'm just saying, shouldn't you do something Don't you have to do at least one thing where you do it right? Something is right? I think so. So Jolton Joe, Sniffin' Joe, uh, Showerin' Joe, Grabby Joe, Handsy Joe, uh, he got it figured out. Good for him. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Jolton Joe Biden got it figured out, and I'm happy for Jolton Joe. I am. I'm seriously happy for him. That's good stuff. Show us what the hell we're paying for. At least when you park somewhere in L.A., they show you. County tax, administration. Blah, 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 blah. I just want to know what I'm paying for. I'm not mad at him. I'm not. I'm not mad at any of it. Not even a little. But I got to tell you, just tell me. I can handle it. Man, we got some good stuff today. I got a lot of great stuff today. Uh, a Turkish man, listen to this. A Turkish man knocked out a base room wall. He knocked out a basement wall and he found, I, don't we always dream of this? Don't we always dream of something like this? He found a 2,000-year underground city after chasing his chickens through the hole. He found an underground city. He got chickens. Lee wants chickens. How about this? I did not know this. I did not know that the lake that I live on was flooded over a town called Germantown, Indiana. There's a town under the lake here. There's a steeple somewhere, everybody tells me. I called bullshit on that, and people said, no, that's true. So I looked up Geist Reservoir. Yeah, it's over a flooded town called Germantown. Don't we all want that? Like, do you remember back in like 86 or 87, Geraldo Rivera? Oh, we're inside Capone's vault or somebody's vault, and you know what he found? Bupkis. He found Bupkis. He found squat, squat, douche, nada, nothing, zip, zero, nothing. He didn't find Jack. To quote my, my buddy Jimbo Bodner, Gary, Indiana cop, when we used to play cards till four in the morning at Milan's pub, I ain't got dick. Well, <laughs> sorry. Probably shouldn't swear. But it, the story isn't any good uh, unless I do it that way. Uh, all right. <laughs> Michael Jordan sold his kicks. Michael Jordan's flu game kicks. You know what they sold for? 
Listen, uh, Jen, what would you buy Michael Jordan's shoes for? He had the flu. Ah, big deal. He was hungover. I don't know. Maybe a bad cigar. Who knows? Maybe it was a bad pizza. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, uh, come on up to MJ's room and make sure you spit in the pizza. Oh, really? All right. Well, how about we don't? How about we simply say, hey, look, here's the deal. I want your shoes. I'm willing to pay $1.38 million. $1,380,000 for Michael Jordan's flu game shoe. Now, if I were Michael Jordan or Michael Jordan's kids, if Michael Jordan put a cotton swab in his ear, I would have saved it. I got this. I got handwritten notes from Bob Knight. I stole them. Damn right I did. I stole them one night. I put them in cellophane wrap just in case. I don't know. Maybe Knight was going to become the all-time winningest coach, which he did for a minute. Maybe Knight was going to become a mass murderer, which he may be. I don't know. But I know this. I was going to have him. I was, and I got him. So anytime I want to sell these are Bob Knight handwritten notes. <laughs> I don't know what they're about. But if I were Michael Jordan's kid, hey, Dad, I know you just wiped. Can I get the, t- uh, the tissue paper? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How about this? This happened to a friend of mine to the tune of 20 grand. Uh, An estranged wife decided, don't do this, Jen. Don't do this, people. An estranged wife decided that she was going to bump up the credit cards. His wife, Kevin Costner's wife, secretly charged 95 grand on his credit cards. There is actually a website that tells women how to do this. A friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, his wife did this. His wife, my man wasn't making any money. His wife wanted a divorce. Good for her, good for him ultimately. But the truth of the matter is she rang up 20 grand. Now, 20 grand to my boy is about 300 million to Kevin Costner. 85 grand, 95 grand to Kevin Costner. It don't make a spit, right? But think about this. Men, be careful. When you're going through a divorce, get separate credit cards or cancel them. Because I'm telling you, when I saw this, this hit close to home. There are women out there that go to this website and it tells you what to do to screw over your husband, even if you want the divorce. Now, I don't know who wants a divorce here. And as I've said, if Tom Brady and Kevin Costner are getting divorced, guess what? We got no shot. We better learn all the sex tricks. We better learn all the different things to do because we got to keep some women happy if Tom Brady's getting divorced, if Kevin Costner's getting divorced. Oh, you think this doesn't work at it? You're damn right I do. I'm like Arthur Fonzarelli. I do lip-ups, push-ups against the wall with my lips, so I'm a good kisser. That's right. Watch it. The Fonz did it on Happy Days. This divorce is getting nasty, too. Costner... Uh, what's his face? Costner's wife is refusing to move out. A prenup said she had to move out. He's already paid $1.45 million to get her to move out. I tell you this, I told my wife when I got divorced, look, I ain't moving out. I am not moving out. And my, my ex-wife was awesome. Could not have been better. She was tremendous. But I'm like, look, I'm not even moving out of the bed. I'm not going upstairs. I'm not going nowhere. Don't move out. Men, women, whatever. Don't move out. Once you move out, you're out. And now you're fighting to get back in. 
you didn't think you were going to get divorce advice from Double D, do you? But let me tell you something. There's a lot of wisdom here. A lot of wise stuff. People call me a troll. I got it today. People call a lot of smart stuff right here. You know I love, don't like, love. Love, 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 love. Talking to smart women. We got one coming up. This woman that we're going to have was in charge of Donald Trump's Snapchat account. She is digital marketing and brand communications manager. She's also an athlete at the University of Florida. Her name is Ryan McEnany. Her sister, you remember, was the best, in my opinion, press secretary to Trump. So we're going to talk about Riley Gaines. We're going to talk about the Cavender twins. I can't wait. You know I love talking. I love every day I get to talk to an incredibly smart, tough woman, Lee Ross. Today, the show is filled with them. Go tell your friends right now. Right now, go tell your friends. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. I got a lot to get to. And you know, I deal with strong women. My 87-year-old mother, strong woman. God rest her soul. My mother-in-law, who just passed last week, strong woman. My wife, softball Olympian, All-American, winning as coach ever at Syracuse, strong woman. My stepdaughter, just graduated Harvard, strong woman. My daughter, teacher, strong woman. I love strong women. I would rather talk to strong women than douchebag strong guys every day of the week. Ryan McElhenney joins us. She not only is a stud athlete in the world of track and field at the University of Florida, but she's done a lot of stuff at a very, very young age, including, and I got to get to this first because I love this stuff. Trump's social media, Donald <laughs> Trump's social media is like all the rage. You were responsible for that man's Snapchat account. Walk me through what that was like. When I tell you that was the greatest experience of my life, and it was an honor uh, to run a, a social media account for a president of the United States. And it was amazing because- I can't hear her. Okay, let's see. Oh man. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you for a second. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, it was just the greatest experience of my lifetime. Um, you know, just to run a, a social media account for a president of the United States. And also, I just knew the, um, you know, the importance of of social media, being in a social media job and connecting with millions of, pers of uh, young voters, uh, potentially persuadable voters, and sharing a political message that would resonate to them and be interesting to them in a way that was kind of the meme-like content, um, the funny viral videos that you would often see on on uh, Twitter feeds. And so kind of tying in a political message with, um, you know, a creative delivery. So um, yeah, it was amazing. I got to be a little unhinged um, and, and post some funny, funny videos uh, that ended up going viral, so. Did you, did you ever, like, did Trump ever go like, hey, Kaylee, what the hell is your sister doing here on Snapchat? What's going on here? No, they, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, they trusted me uh, because they trusted my sister. Um, and they, they just knew I would do a great job. And they let me run with it. And um, I, I think I did a great job because it, it made a lot of headlines. What was the biggest headline that you made while while running Trump's social media Snapchat? 
Well, it was during um, the intensity of the summers of the George Floyd era. And um, it just, you know, there was some content out there uh, that was going viral. And, um, you know, it was, it made the breakfast club. Um, it had Charlemagne the God talking about, about it. Um, and of course, nothing disrespectful at all, but um, just some really great content around that era. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I would say. I would I would think that anything you put out would go viral because you're basically representing Donald Trump, who's the most polarizing figure maybe in modern times politically. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. And, you know, it, it was very, very nerve wracking, especially having the account on my my personal phone. Um, it, it was very scary. Um, but you know what? It's a shame what ended up happening. Um, and they Snapchat unjustly took down the account. Um, censored the account. They stopped uh, showing him on the Discover feed where tons, millions of viewers would see the content. Um, but they censored us from the beginning. And um, I shouldn't say from the beginning, but towards the end and then ended up removing the account. And so that was very disheartening. Yeah. Well, I mean, what the hell? Hey, I got to ask you now. The big thing is NIL. Uh, you're in Florida, Cavender Twins. I uh, had a scathing article written about them. Uh, I mentioned my wife earlier. My wife said this, and you can take uh, you can take it wherever you want to go. My wife um, looks like Jennifer Aniston. It, I mean, that's her Twitter profile. When she was coaching Syracuse, they put it up. So she had you know a lot of attention as a coach, particularly in softball. And she always said, Dan, let me tell you something. When NIL comes out. Quarterbacks at SEC schools will make some money, but pretty female athletes are going to make more. And she was like, hey, that's the way of the world. Who Get over it. That's just what's going to happen. So now we're seeing that. Give me your thoughts on what's going on here with Olivia Dunn, the Cavender twins. Yeah, you know, I'm just as a former athlete, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, making money off of your name as a college athlete. I was once there and um, – I was actually a walk-on at the University of Florida. I ended up making it my uh, entire four years. I set two records, which was great. Um, but I understand all that goes into the training of, of your sport, um, everything that goes into it, the hours, the intensity, um, and to be able to profit off of your name, I think is a great, great thing. Um, and so we are in a social media age. And you know, I know some people might think these photos are provocative. Um, you know, I think I look at it as these athletes, we we look at our body like a machine. And, you know, we everything, all the hours that go into the day are focusing on our body and perfecting it so that we can perfect our craft and our sport. Um, and so we really take pride in, in our, our bodies um, and everything that goes into that. So I, I think that it's very smart that they're marketing off of their brand. Do you think the NCAA, this article, some guy, I'm not even going to mention his name because I think he's an idiot. Uh, and I hate to even mention the article, but that's kind of one of the reasons we're talking here. Do you think the NCAA has a, quote, hot girl problem? Mm, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't. I mean, are you talking in terms of, um, you know, them having an issue with, Athletes who are happen to be pretty, or 
Yeah, the, the article that the Kavanaugh twins have reacted to and has made news is basically saying, look, these women are great athletes, but they're selling their hotness as opposed to selling their athletic ability. And I, I say, wait a second here. I, I played basketball at Indiana University 100 years ago. One of the Cavenders went into Indiana this year against the number one team in the country, in, or I'm sorry, the number one seed, Indiana, in front of a packed house and made two free throws to ice the game with about eight seconds to go. Now, I don't give a damn how pretty she is. I don't give a damn how ugly she is. I don't give a damn. That's a baller right there in front of us, right? So there's, what they're saying is, or what this article is saying is, people are focusing on the beauty of the woman, not the athletic ability of the woman. And I think you can do both. I think you can do both. And I just looking at it from a social media marketing standpoint, I mean, it's all about clicks and it's about how can you sell a product? This is what these companies are thinking. And if these two girls happen to be beautiful um, and align with their products um, and can bring in consumers um, and audience, then, then that's just marketing. Um, and I think you can have both, like you mentioned. I want to get into a couple of things. You were inside the Trump campaign. You worked for him. Your sister, obviously, Kaylee, very, very well known. She got up in front of, you know, the world basically every day. I've always said this. I've had articles written on me where I read them and they're just simply not true or they're simply slanted in a way. And I'm like, what are you talking about here? It's not how frustrating was it? Is it? for both you and your sister when you see what the mainstream media has done in terms of bias and slant on Donald Trump? You know, it, it almost gives me shortness of breath because it, it oftentimes feels like a, a losing battle. Um, we have every everyone, every big, large um, organization uh, against us. We have Hollywood against us. We have, um, you know, sports sometimes against us. We have all these big name people against us. We have the real American people on our side. And what is so encouraging is going to these Trump rallies and seeing that the American people are so much smarter than the news media. They are so much smarter than Hollywood and the headlines. And while it still remains defeating and discouraging, um, I think the American people are smarter than, than what the news media realize. Um, and so to answer your question, you know, yeah, it's it's always tough to see any sort of negative headline that I know is not true about my sister or me, but more mainly my sister. She's um, in the news every day, um, but it's discouraging. But I know the truth, and and that's all that matters. You know, it is amazing. You got to be a strong person to think that way. I mean, it's easy to say that, but you got to be a strong person to actually believe that and think that way. No. Yeah, you have to be strong and, and tough. You know, it, it's funny because I think what would hurt more is a, a close friend coming against you um, with my sister or me supporting Trump. But the random trolls and bots on the Internet who I don't know at all, you know, they mean nothing to me in terms of their negative comments. You know, it's funny. Your sister was the 33rd press secretary. Um, I got the opportunity to be the head coach at Indiana a few years ago, and people said, well, that's your dream job. And I said, no, it's not. My dream job, swear to God, swear to God, is to be the press secretary for the president. It always has been. Um, 
there was a time where I could name every press secretary. I had a, I, when, I was a, when I was a head basketball coach, I had a day set up uh, to follow the press secretary, but it got canceled for whatever the reason. Your sister had my dream job just to be able to stand up there and tell all these jackasses to go to hell if that's what you wanted. Man, I I don't know how that was your dream job or why. I I do not want that job ever in my life. I like to stay behind the scenes and go to a social media job. But man, I, I think I would I think I would cry behind that podium just with how vicious that they can be. Um and so it makes me admire her and her toughness so much, truly. Um and I love that she always sticks to the facts. The left, they're all about feelings. Um, the right and, and my sister, she sticks to the facts. So definitely tough. Hey, last, last, last thing. Got to get your take on what's going on with Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. You're a social media, uh, expert. That was a bit of a screw up that keeps on screwing up. No, give me your take. Oh my goodness. That was a massive screw up. And, you know, I love seeing the, uh, the stock continuing to plummet and, I say that because it shows the power of uh, of the people taking a stand and um, you know peacefully protesting um, and and just seeing how it works. And I just love that we're just sharing a, a massive message to this huge corporation, saying, "Look, you're not going to shove this wokeness on me." A horrible marketing mistake. Um, and I, I, admittedly, I will say. Um, this was uh, Memorial Day weekend, I believe. And I was with my mom. We were at Publix, um, just stocking up for the weekend. We were having people over. And I went to go grab Bud Light Seltzer Platinums, just not thinking about it. And my mom said, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and she said, put those down. Those are Bud Light. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I forgot. Because <laughs> um, you're just so what? used to what you like. So I was so proud of my mom in that moment. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have a golf outing, and Bud uh, Anheuser-Busch wanted to provide the beer. And at first, I'm like, yeah, all right, because I'm, all I'm trying to do is raise money for kids. And then I'm like, I don't care. If I got to go buy the beer for my entire outing, 150 players, I'll do it myself before I do that. And we got Miller to come in and sponsor it. So I'm, I'm with you. I've just had enough. And for whether it's fair or not, Budweiser – came at the American people in a way that we finally said, screw you, enough is enough, period. Exactly. Horrible marketing mistake to have a, a transgender person on a Bud Light bottle that you put to your lips <laughs> when you sip it. And knowing their audience is mainly men. I mean, that's just, I don't know what was going on in their mind when they figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was in a fraternity. I got kicked out for throwing a... Uh, a board through a window, but that's a different story. That was college. The stat. So I took offense by the Freddy. Hey, you're awesome. Tell your sister there's at least one person out here that thinks she had the dream job of all jobs. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. I will tell her. Thank you so much. Hope you'll come back. That's good stuff. I love talking to smart women, and Ryan is a very, very smart woman, and it's just interesting to me how, you know what, she's absolutely right. The left wants feelings and wants to pander, and the right is basically just stick to facts. That's what her sister did. Look, here's the thing. 
Somebody on the YouTube chat said, well, she's sideways with Donald Trump. Or said, when you deal with Donald Trump, I dealt with Bob Knight. You're always, it always ends badly. It always ends badly. Like these people, you cannot please folks like Donald Trump. So Ryan's sister, Kaylee, you know it's going to end badly. It always does. My brother and I, you know my theories in life. No good deed goes unpunished. Sack the hell up. Quit whining. Right? And be careful what you wish for. But then there are some people it just ends badly with. So, so what? That's the way the world works. It's going to end bad when you deal with Donald Trump. I'm sorry, it just is. It it, it just is. Let's revisit the Bud Light yesterday. And I got to make sure everybody knows where you can find Tommy because Tommy's show is phenomenal. Uh, Here's the deal. You can find Tommy Lauren is fearless, 7 o'clock Eastern, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Let's go back. She had to have a whistleblower on who needed to, mafia style, change his voice. Here, here's the interview. Was Bud Light an inside job? Sure seems like it. What were the executives thinking when they were doing this? And then, of course, after the fact, we had a video surface of uh, a marketing executive saying that Bud Light wanted to move away from the fratty appearance of just college kids and men. And I mean, that almost made it worse. When you're behind closed doors, when you're talking to plant managers, when you're having meetings, when you're with the team, was there an acknowledgement of any of this, an acknowledgement of the situation, the boycott, and then the doubling down about moving away from the fratty image? What were those conversations like when all this started to kick off? So uh, everybody was upset, uh, including management. So we, we every brewery has a plant manager that answers to corporate. And there seems to be a separation there because what corporate's doing is not reflective of what even the plant managers want. Um, and they themselves, we, we would have these meetings and it, it, nobody's happy about it. Everybody thinks it was a very bad idea, obviously. And, you know, the sales and, and everything shows that. So, um, I mean, they express the fact that they're, they were shocked. Why would they do this? What would what were they thinking especially now this is the worst it's like the worst timing yet the best timing if a company were to try to change the way it it operates um from a corporate level so that and that's just my opinion and many of us are talking about that like a like like they planned it in a way uh, like a strategic uh destruction of bud light like they planned it, a strategic destruction of Bud Light. What he's saying is one of two things. Either they did plan it. Either there was somebody in there that was dumb enough and or devious enough that wanted to take Bud Light down, or this is so stupid, so idiotic, that let's just do this. Let's just... It, 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 let me back up. It's so stupid that the only reasonable explanation is they tried to subterfuge their own product. Because there is no other explanation from that woke dumbass getting on and being very smug about how she's a businesswoman, and next thing you know, Bud Light is in the tank 24%. Now, one thing I would say, there are a lot of people that don't know about this. We need to spread the word. We do. I'm sorry. We need to spread the word. We do. I'm sorry. But the word needs to continue to spread. All right, let me ask you a question. Why are jackasses celebrated? Can anybody tell me? Please tell me. 
Why would Colin McGregor be invited to sit courtside, given total access, total VIP service at the Heat Nuggets game? You know he's a dumbass. You know he gets in trouble. You know he's absolutely out of his freaking mind. We saw the video of him punching the mascot, and now look at this. Colin McGregor has been accused of raping a woman at game four of the NBA Finals. Now, it's accused. Innocent until proven guilty. We all understand this, right? We all get this. We all get it. Fine. But the fact of the matter is, why would you invite him in this article? McGregor was invited by the NBA. You invite a predator. You do. I'm sorry. You invite a predator, and I got to tell you, the story, when you read it, what I say? Conor McGregor, what I, whatever. I'm just saying. So this guy is invited to basically go anywhere he wants in the at the game and be a damn predator against women, against all kind of different people. Now, somebody, somewhere, please explain this to me. And you'll never hear, if this were somebody that the media did not like, if this was somebody that the media said, well, he's not woke enough in Adam Silver, you know what would happen? They would be all over the commissioner's office for doing this. He violently forced himself, a woman said, on her at VIP men's bathroom, aggressively kissed her, attempted to force her into multiple sex acts. Now, McGregor is saying, we're not going to be intimidated. This is crap. The woman immediately contacted law enforcement. The woman immediately contacted uh, an attorney. But this idiot decides that, well, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to get into all that what he tried to do, at least alleged to have done. But honest to God, that's the, the bigger issue is, why do we glorify jackasses? Somebody explain to me. Why do we? Is there any, can anyone, uh, security refused to let the woman exit or allow anyone else, including her friend inside the bathroom, shugged his tongue, aggressively kissed her. Uh, the letter also claims the woman was able to get McGregor away from her by claiming she had to urinate. This led McGregor to forcing her to engage in oral sex. He is accused of then forcing her against the bathroom in an attempt, against the bathroom wall in an attempt to sodomize her. She left her purse there. I don't know what's true or not, but I do know this is true. I, th- I do know that it is true that this jackass has been into so many things that there's no way the NBA should have even allowed him in the building. But the NBA is stupid. And, well, Colin McGregor, we want to sell our thing. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Yay, Rock, go fight win. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of ridiculous. But that's the world that we live in. It is. Uh, a man shot a robber in his dream. Now, I want you to listen to this story. A man shot a robber in the dream he was having. He ended up shooting himself with a very real bullet, and the dude got arrested for shooting himself. I'm having a dream. Now, this guy, I don't know. He, he got a, 
A middle part over the age of 30 tells you the dude is nuts. I mean, we've gone through this before on other shows, but he's 62. He dreamed somebody was breaking into his house. He fired at the intruder and shot himself. He was arrested and charged with possession of firearms without a valid whatever card and reckless discharge of a firearm. You can't, you can't, let me ask you a question. I, would, I thought you could do this. You can't have a gun in your own house and just shoot up your own house. Why not? It's your house. Why do I need a gun? I just want to shoot up my house. I don't like it. Boom, shots. I'm crazy. Shoot it up. Apparently you can't do that. But middle part guy over the age of 30. Crazy. Look it up. Kim Jong, crazy. You could, you could go to every guy. Charlie Sheen, crazy. Look it up. Don't argue with me. I've said this for years. People have questioned me on this, and they have always been wrong. Period. Wrong. Middle part guy at the age over 30 is insane. I'm just saying. Right. Craig Matthews, guilty or innocent. Guilty or innocent, McGregor's reputation precedes him. Look, I don't care if you if you McGregor buys a ticket, but the NBA invited this idiot, gave him front row seats, VIP service. They let a predator out, regardless of whether this is true or not. All right, before we go to break, after break, I can't wait to talk about this. I, I'm sorry, I can't. Effeminate men rule the roost in the... Democratic Party. Women can't find real men that are liberal. Of course you can't. Go to Princeton. Go to the Starbucks on Nassau Street. Every dude is the most effeminate dude you're ever going to see, and every girl's a cartoon character. But before we do, let's roll, starting, <laughs> starting with Aaron Gordon. Let's show some hijinks from this weekend, or yesterday, at the Nuggets Parade. Here's the first one. Aaron Gordon, baby. Let's get it on. I have, I have lost track of how many beers they have shotguns. Uh-oh. KCP is now shirtless. They are autographing everything that gets thrown up here. The vibes are immaculate. I love that girl. That girl has, I love eyes. I can tell by the eyes. I'm, I marry for a lot of things, but one of them is the eyes. And I can tell she wanted to shotgun some beers. I ain't mad at her. Uh, Cartavius Caldwell Pope decided he's going all WWE on him. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go, you hall monitors. Toxic masculinity. We need more toxic masculinity. We need more masculinity and let you all decide if it is toxic. The Joker said, I want to go home. That's what us Serbians do. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't. I'm sorry. I just, I like staying at home, man. I'm a homebody. But the Joker, here's the Joker. Let's have a look. You know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I fucking want to stay on parade. This is the best. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And you know what? Uh, I'm just going to tell you this so you don't get offended, but Serbians, we have to swear. Why would he say effing right there? There's children. Then don't bring your kids. But we have to swear. We swear the F-bomb is what we do. All right, let's get a look at Eminem, er, Mike Malone, the head coach. 
Tell me. Is Brucey B going anywhere? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we running this shit back. We running this shit back. Hell yeah. Come on. Get loud. Get loud. Yeah, they do. Uh, I think there needs to be a new presidential ticket. It's Mary Catherine Ham as president, Dan Dockich as vice president. I'm one of the great support people of all time. We'll be back. Mary Catherine Ham. One of the questions, you know, there's a, a TikTok video that went viral that couldn't be more true. You can't find a masculine man's man as a liberal. You just can't. I saw it for myself at Princeton. I'm telling you, I did. We'll be right back with Mary Catherine Ham, the next president of these United States. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Uh, she is the host of Getting Hammered, which immediately means that we love her. She is Mary Catherine Ham at MK Hammer. All right, right. Before we get into the before we get into the video of what's going on with adult men in this yeah. country, I gotta ask you, Budweiser, Anheuser Busch, uh, not doing so great. When you first saw that the, the video of the Harvard grad and frat boys and all, what did you think, and what do you think now? Look, I think there's only so far you can go in telling your 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 core customer base that you don't want them as customers, right? It's fine to add customers, but you can't tell the people you've already earned, we don't much care for you and your views or your lifestyle because they will get mad and then they will not buy your product anymore. So they they swung so far trying to earn a different demo that they tell their current demo no, thanks. And I, I had a thought about this the other night because the brand has been damaged so much uh, that I went to a baseball game the other night uh, at Nats Field. It was the congressional baseball game and the Clydesdales were outside and there was no crowd around the Clydesdales. And there was no I didn't even take a picture because I was like, as soon as I put up a picture, there's going to be nothing but comments about Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> on my Instagram, right? And you so you've taken the Clydesdales and turned them into a trans debate. Like that is a bad brand move because the Clydesdales were one of the greatest symbols of a brand that has ever existed. Now it's like, ah, you you know the Clydesdales are like really really masculine and probably ticked off about this, right? Like are you serious? You guys right. are doing this? <laughs> hey, I went to a cat I went to a I, 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 I went to a Catholic St. Simon's mile from my house, big yeah. festival, big fundraiser spot. The beer sponsor was basically Bud Light. And I had more people apologizing to me for it. And then my wife and I, and a couple couples were at like, you know, a, a fundraising blackjack table. And uh, my wife takes a selfie and I post it. And the dealer had a Bud Light, you know, half beer right. and people were crushing me crushing me for even being in the picture <laughs> no and i think once you become once your brand name becomes the butt of a joke that's a bad scene for you and it's hard to come back from i'm gonna play you a video then i'd like for you to react because i've seen where you have reacted to this this is a tiktok video about men 
Do you want to know one of the saddest realizations I recently had? Was that as a liberal woman, it is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age. Who is not a conservative? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide. Who is not a conservative? And obviously as a liberal woman, I do want to be respected for my independence. And I do want to have my own autonomy in the relationship and not be confined or conform to the traditional female homemaker, childbearing role. And most of the men that I've dated who do have that more natural provider masculinity about them are normally conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man. But am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? I like the little do-to-do. Uh, I personally believe this. I saw it for myself. Nassau Street, Starbucks. Every dude in there, and it was crowded. It was effeminate as hell. And I got to say, every woman in there was a cartoon character. My wife's like, look at this play. Every dude is effeminate, and every woman is like dressed up like a freaking clown. What are we doing here with men? Well... Look, I want to I want to say I'm rooting for my girl over here. Look, she's she's got she's looking for a partner and she's coming up short, right? And I think the reason is, look, it is there's a lack of imagination first of all. I am married to a masculine man uh in a lot of traditional senses and look at me just running my mouth and having a career. It's almost like you can have both. Um but it is true that in the liberal space Men who are in liberal spaces have been told for an entire generation that the idea of masculinity itself is toxic. It's not that you can take it too far. It's that the like the traits themselves are toxic. And that is not true. There's something to be gained from the complementary traits of men and women. That's what this woman is communicating, but she's been socialized to think that, no, there's nothing for me there, except for like opening doors. And like, you can't have both if you've been living in a liberal community your entire life, because all the people who identify as more masculine are going to end up in conservative areas. Cause you know what? Conservatives don't think they're inherently toxic. So that's, that's the mismatch there. Uh, and it's bad for men. Like it's sending the wrong message and not training up men who can do the things she's looking for. Like, you know, I read a book, I read a book, it's called Wild at Heart, and I made my son read the book. Uh, and it basically gives in a biblical kind of way, but in a real world kind of way, it gives men, and this is odd to me, it gives men permission to be what men were supposed to be about. Not pigs, not predators, not Colin McGregor, you know, not Bill Clinton. I mean, you know, we're not, you know, not Charlie Sheen. I mean, but adult men that are protectors, are hunters, uh, are people that are workers. And there's not a damn thing wrong with that. I don't give a damn what ha what anybody tells me. Right. Now, there is an honorable form of masculinity that comes with duty and strength and in ends up protecting the family and serving a family. It's like sort of a servant leadership thing. That's what this woman is desiring in a partner. But she's been told that those traits are like, iffy and she's not sure whether she should want those things it's a it's a weird thing for a, a modern woman and like i said it doesn't serve men or women to deny that this is part of how we're built right like it's not that every man 
is toxic. It's not that every man is built the same way and doesn't have the capacity to do a bunch of things, but we should recognize that, oh yes, testosterone creates a different form of motivations than women have, right? And these things, there's a certain duty to like tame that and to be a family man and to do all these things, right? But just ignoring that the sex differences exist is not helping anyone. And that's what we're engaged in right now. Most, even more now because of trans politics, because we have to pretend they don't exist so that biological men can compete with women in sports. And like, that's the, that's the moment where I went, what are we doing here? Like, you cannot tell me that this is not real. Do you think we're turning a corner where more and more people are feeling comfortable speaking up as men and against staying silent because, well, you know, somebody at the USA Today is going to call you a bigot if you don't agree, like what happened with my friend Sam Ponder. I mean, what you think people are starting to get more and more comfortable speaking out against this ideology? Yeah, look, I think there's an effort to spotlight the fact that, hey, by the way, <clears throat> we've done a generation or more of girl power and and lifting women, right? And and telling and getting women in STEM and all these things. And that's all it's all fine and good. It's like it's great. I've benefited from it, right? But the idea that gender inequity can only go, go one way is not true. In fact, while we've been doing this, uh, women's college graduation rates have gone through the roof while men have stopped thriving, right? There is it's a new world without a new role for men, right? Because the the old role has been, they've been told it's bad. Uh, and so look, there is a new thing that we need to form here and demonizing masculinity, masculinity is not going to help us find that new way of doing things, right? A complementary way of doing things. And I think that's, that's a lot of what we do. There's a Brookings Institution book or a, a scholar named Richard Reeves who wrote of men and boys. Uh, and it's about this, this failure of society to give young men a direction. And so they go looking for different directions. And sometimes they find it in like to genuinely toxic online spaces if they don't have better role models. So I'm glad that there are people out there who are willing to talk about this problem and who are willing to be the stand up role models that young men actually need. I don't know how you speak, but I like it. And <laughs> it, I'm reading a tweet from you, and I wanted to ask you about this. It's about yeah. the topless transgender folk in the White House, which further affirms President Obama's statement that never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. But you mm -hmm. said this. Conservatives went and noticed the trans activists were to was topless <laughs> on the White House lawn. Them tig old biddies were bouncing, and Republicans were pouncing. I just read right. it out loud. Now I get it. I see what you did there. Okay, I got yes. it. It took me a minute, but I got I got it now. There's this idea that right when when someone on the left does something absolutely insane, and conservatives pointed out that that's the actual problem, right? That we just noticed that right. this happened. right, right. <laughs> now, so this was the framing for some of this. Like, there's an activist topless on the South Lawn with the White House behind them, and we're supposed to be like. Nah, that seems fine. Uh, I'm actually moderately surprised that Biden, A, thought this was a bad idea, and B, said something about it, and C, actually punished the person. Like, that, they're now banned, I guess, from, from the White House. So I actually think that's like a win for normalcy. And, uh, and I just don't know how the trans activists are going to deal with this shockingly transphobic turn from Biden. 
Oh my God, somebody actually stood up. You must be an ist. You must be phobic. Exactly. You must be an it gist. You got to be yes. something if you stood up, Mary Catherine. No, don't you know that being topless on the White House lawn is, in fact, the greatest expression of bravery and patriotism in our country's history? That's. Yeah. Obvious. You know, a, a few years ago, uh, I do a, I did a local radio show for 14 years, and there was a when when Pride Month first started becoming big, and I'm going to give Pride a cre- credit here, at least in Indianapolis. So, you know, people lined up, they wanted to celebrate, and there were pictures of like three fat old guys, hairy back, crazy people riding tricycles naked down the middle of the street, and I went off on it. Right, I'm like, hey, look, I know this is a sports show. But this is, be, you know, blah, 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 blah. To the credit, the woman that was the organizer of the parade called into my show. And, of course, I think I'm going to be called all kinds of names. Right, right. She's like, Dan, you're absolutely right. She goes, you're absolutely right. It's unacceptable. It should never happen. So I give, I, I think intentions sometimes are okay. But mm-hmm. like anything else, too much freedom for folks lead to stupidity. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I think there's this demand that whatever is done in the name of the quote unquote good cause must be celebrated. And that's not true. You can say to yourself, I'm here for some of this. I'm here for the parade. I'm not here for like a rap, like a huge amount of public nudity, right? Like that's okay. Or I'm here for this movement, but I'm not here for drag shows for kids, right? Like there are lines that one can draw that are perfectly reasonable, but the left demands embracing every single thing that is done in the name of this cause in order to not be a bigot. And I refuse to do that. Like, sorry, Target, if you engage with a uh, with an Etsy guy who creates satanic, uh, like bubble letter art, then no, like that might be a that might be a line for me beyond the rainbow onesies, which I'm fine with. This might be a line for me and you're going to have to deal with that. You know, I've always said, and I don't know, you may teach, you may teach, but I've always said my interactions with professors are that they are getting to be the worst of the worst teaching a right ideology. And I just saw a professor at Penn State that got arrested for having sex with his dog in a public park. Oh dear. Yeah. That's yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, thought I maybe think- you saw that and would react, huh? <laughs> I didn't. I well, I certainly didn't see it live, uh, and I'm glad. Um, and I hope that <laughs> right. the dog is now safe and that that is taken care of. No, I I do think there are a bunch of adults in this country who refuse to be adults to young people. Right? There are people who need to say, actually, you guys should uh, be critical thinkers. You should maybe not fall in line with everything I believe. You should maybe not try to shut everyone who, up who disagrees with you. You should be an adult and discuss things. But the adults refuse to do that. Right. So the, so a younger generation cannot learn to do that if we are refusing to model it. And I actually go to college campuses pretty frequently and just sort of I end up teaching what basically it's free speech. But it's basically like how to have conversations with other adults. No one has taught them this. Right. It's like you don't have to hate everyone who disagrees with you. Uh, but there is a there's a lack of newspaper editors, newsroom editors, uh, TV people and professors who are who are willing to be adults for young people. Do you think the walls are closing in a little bit on Joe Biden? I mean, that whole 30 something uh, approval rating is uh, very, very bad. Uh, I kind of wonder if by July uh, they haven't, they're not trying to do something to change the nominee. 
Now, I don't know if they're going to pull it off because their other option is Kamala, who's similarly bad, if not worse on approval than Biden, which is amazing. I don't know if they can pull it off, but this is like a pull the ripcord situation when you got a 30 something percent approval rating for an incumbent president. Everyone knows they're not excited about it. That's why they, that's part of the reason that they're like, they're doing all the, the Trump stuff again is that they can't define themselves as anything but anti-Trump because they know that will get their people out when Biden won't. Does Trump go to jail? Uh, not anytime soon, I don't think, because if he, like, I think he's got probably lawyers who can slow walk this thing so that we have to talk about it from now until the end of time. So look forward to that. <laughs> Do you think he can, is he electable? I, I think he can win the nomination, but I don't think in a general election, even up against Biden, if you have this much baggage. The, the, one of the issues for him, too, is that he was an outsider in 2016, right? And people wanted that flavor of, like, stick it to him. There are still people in the Republican Party who want that. But I think a lot of people who were willing to swing towards Trump in 2016, and even like a lot of his policies, those folks in the suburban areas outside of Atlanta, outside of Philly, outside of D.C., those folks will not swing towards Trump again with this going on. And so you lose those votes. And if you lose those votes, you lose the presidency. Yeah, I, I, I think a ham dockage ballot. I want to be vice president. I don't want to be in the White House. I want to be over here. I want to swear like Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. I want to have a Gary who gets my lipstick and all the other stuff or my gloss. Whatever, and I let you run the country. Fair? I got to tell you. Mine is the tougher job, and now I'm jealous. And it's also a better house. People don't know that. Vice President's residence, very nice. So enjoy your pool and all your fun up there. <laughs> yeah, but you can get a sandwich anytime you want. Yeah, I guess so. In the White House. I, I'm going to have a lot of work Same. to do. <laughs> hey, you're awesome. Thanks for coming on. Check out that story on the professor. It's just so ridiculous that I, I just, I can't, it's so ridiculous. But anyway, sorry. I'm gonna figure out. All right. Talk to you later, Dan. All right. That's Mary Catherine Ham, uh, Hammer Time Podcast. Check it out. I, I, the world is insane. I mean, the world is just so freaking nuts. And I, I'm here for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm here for it. If you if you go to the New York Post, the professor, an award-winning professor, decides he's going to strip down and have sex with his dog. Uh, breaking news, Michael Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Jordan is selling the, guess what? Michael Jordan is selling the Hornets to a group led by Gay Plotkin and Rich Schmael ending his 13-year run as majority owner. So there you go. The details are not quite yet out. It's expected to be signed soon. Plotkin uh, is already a minority owner, and the other guy is a minority owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Jordan will, uh, excuse me, he will become the first franchise governor once it completes. So there you go. Uh, Jordan was not a bad owner. Jordan was an okay owner. He was just an owner. Also, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sure they will have more to this coming up on Clay's show and Hot Mike, the suspension of John Morant is supposed to happen, I think, today. There's an expectation that today could be the day, and it looks like, according to Woj, that it's going to be more than 18 games. 
I said this earlier. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you if you're John Morant. If you get him out of the league for a year, that's $33 million. Now, look, what do you got to do to get fined $33 million? Like, I don't know whether Conor McGregor did what he did, but if he did, he ain't going to be fined $33 million. This dude waved a gun and acted like an idiot. And I get it. You're part of a bigger entity, the NBA. But come on. I mean, you know, people want blood with this kid, and I'm all right. If that's what you want, then that's what you want. But I got to tell you, $33 million? I don't know what Madoff got fined, probably hundreds of millions, but there were lesser Madoffs that got fined way less than that. All right, the dude waved the gun. You tell him, look, here's a stipulation. We're going, we're going to suspend you 18 games, but it's also slash indefinite if you don't get the help that you need. I mean, that's what I look at. But just to simply say, yeah, you're done for the year, that's a $33 million fine, and I don't think that's right. I don't. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's the way it should be. And I, frankly, I don't think that's the way it's going to go down. You may. But I don't. I don't think – look, that's how – you got to look at things from all sides. Okay, he waved the gun. Okay, he acted like an idiot. Did he threaten the kid? You got to find that out. Why is his mom and dad acting like idiots? You know, why is he pulling up on a finish line with his boys, his crew, his posse, whatever the hell you want to call it, and threatening some guy because his mother – didn't get served when she wants to get served. Teach the whole damn family to be human beings, not entitled dumbasses. How about you do that? That's pretty good. I mean, if you could teach the entire family, mommy and, and daddy, hey, look, you got to get yourself straightened out over the course of the first 20 games of the year, else we're going to let this suspension go. And I want to see your dad sitting, put your dad in the suite, buy a suite, put your dad in the suite. He doesn't need to be sitting there like he's Drake. He doesn't need to be sitting there like it's an AAU tournament. So anyway, that's the way I look at it. You guys can look at it differently, and if you'd like to let me know, uh, please do. But that's the way I I look at it. I look at it like that's just crazy. Seriously. Uh, An Irish soccer club. Look, here's the deal. The world is too nuts with these reality shows. I just spent two nights ago watching, or last night, actually, what day was it? Yeah, it was last night, watching a rerun of The Real Housewives of New Jersey with Andy Cohen, the uh, reunion show. And I got to tell you, Teresa's out of her freaking mind. Teresa and Melissa go at it, and I think it's real. It may not be. And then, of course, Joe and Louie are going insane. The whole world is nuts. But we have lost our mind with reality shows, and it's not just us. Listen to this. An Irish soccer club grants a player's release to participate in a show called Love Island. I'm shocked and saddened that Scott chose a a villa in Mallorca full of beautiful single women over myself, the staff, and the players. That's the boss of his team. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I mean, I don't know. The only guy I ever saw act like a decent human being was a player that played for me named Graham Bunn. He came in third on The Bachelorette. Uh, The girl, Deanna Pappas, loved him. And Graham told the producers, you got to get me the hell out of here. She's a, I'm not even going to say. She's awful. 
I had a chance to hang out with Chris Harrison, uh, me, Sage Steele, Chris Harrison, Lee Ross, Sage Steele's dad. It was a celebrity event on the sideline of the Army-Navy game. And I'm asking Chris, what kind of people are these on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? And his answer was really simple. The absolute dregs of society, the worst human beings you could ever be around. So this guy, who looks a little bit like that guy on uh, Ted Lasso, you know, the tough guy who went from being a player to being a coach and grunts, he's the tough guy, he's always saying. Well, he decided he's going to go on the Love Island. Look, Love Island, baby. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Kim Kardashian talked the other day about what makes her horny. I'll tell you what doesn't make me horny is seeing Kim Kardashian. I know she's supposed to be beautiful. I know this, but Kim Kardashian was talking about, I didn't read the article, but she said, hey, look, here's what makes me horny. And I thought to myself, seeing a picture of her with platinum blonde hair, here's what makes me shrink up. And I'm Serbian. You know what we say? We don't need Viagra. When the wind blows, we're good to go. All right, let's go back to the video of Jolt and Joe Biden. We got two videos, three videos, actually, of Jolt and Joe Biden. Let's hear Jolt and Joe Biden telling the world that we're going to build a railroad across the Indian Ocean. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, last I looked, it, it, it'd be some hellacious project to build a railroad across the Indian Ocean. But hey, if anyone can do it, crazy Joe Biden can. Joe Biden also tried to get a little piece of Eva Longoria. Joe Biden tried to do some Joe Biden stuff. Eva Longoria has had men trying to grope her forever. Look at Jolton Joe Biden right there. He gets a little side action. And you see Eva, this isn't her first rodeo. Now, she tries to act like she's for Biden, but she's like, oh, you creepy. Can you imagine? Look at this. Look at Joe. Look at that face. Give me a piece of that. Eva's like, oh, man, Joe, you're so handsome. Joe's like, let me try to get a little slippage here. He's trying with the right hand, too. This is only the left hand. Watch that right hand. See that right hand right there? It's in there. Yeah. This is your president, people. 84 million of you voted for this. If Donald Trump even looked the wrong way, oh, my God, he's a pervert. You know, Joe, uh, both Jameis Winston and Donald Trump. (laughs) Uh, You know who originally, originally said, grab him in the biscuit? It was not Joe Biden. No, no. I got to make sure I, oh, God. Oh, my God. It was the Humpty Dance. That's right. It was the Humpty Dance, the Digital Underground, which has become my new song. I love the Digital Underground. Probably shouldn't play that song. Probably shouldn't play any song, but it popped up. A little bit of Mellencamp hurt so good there. But, yeah, can you imagine? Hey, I went to the White House today, and Joe Biden tried to side boob grab me. Good for you, Joe Biden, you pig. You're disgusting. All right, we'll be right back. I got a lot more to get to with you guys, including Haley, with the latest and the greatest in the world of YouTubeage.
We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. I humped it down. My nose is big. That's the Humpty Dance by the Digital Underground. Yeah, they got some lyrics in it, but shut up. Y'all aren't mad. Even that song Jump Around talks about molesting women. So just shut up and don't at me because I'm singing a song that's got some lyrics in it, baby. Yeah, it do. Anyway, the damn awards, which mean don't at me awards. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some good ones today. Nikolai Jokic. Can we play the Jokic video about how he wants to stay on parade? Do we still have that up? First, Nikolai Jokic you know that on I, stay I told that, uh, on parade. I don't want to stay on parade, but I fucking want to stay on parade. This is the best. <laughs> yeah, he does. I do too. I want to stay on parade, baby. And then I guarantee he went and smoked some cigarettes, drank some Schlievovica. Uh His wife got into the Khrushchevak, and they celebrated like there's no tomorrow, baby. All right. Back in the day, Davey Martinez was known, or at least alleged, for a couple things. One, hell of a pinch hitter. Two, stooping Ryan Sandberg's wife. Allegedly, allegedly, that was always the rumor going around Chicago. Well, the manager of the Nationals got mad at a call. So he decided he was going to bring video evidence to the press conference. See, in baseball, that's what you could do. Dave Martinez, he was irate. They lost to the Astros Wednesday night. And he came to the press conference, and after getting thrown out, he brought a picture. Bases loaded. The batter for the Astros, Jake Myers, grounded the ball to C.J. Abrams, threw it home for the second out. Ruiz, the catcher, tried to turn a double play to end the inning, but the throw went off Myers' helmet. The ball went awry, allowing Abreu to score. He argued the final play with the umpires, but to no avail. He claimed Myers was out of the baseline. After the game, he started the press conference by holding up a picture that showed Myers running on the grass on his way to first. It's right there. Take a look. He's out of the line. Take a look. Is that on the line? I don't think so. I'm over this place. Seriously, I need to fix the rule. If this is what the umpire sees that he's running down the line, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Fix it. We lost the game, and he had nothing to say about it because he can't make the right call. That is brutal. I've always been a Dave Martinez fan, and I am even a bigger fan because of what he did right there. Here it is. Remember when Patrick Beverly bought the video of, of LeBron James getting fouled on the last play? I love that stuff. As one who absolutely, totally, and completely hated um, uh, referees when I was coaching, uh, I am all for doing all that you can, every time that you can, to embarrass an umpire. I am. I'm sorry. I know some of you guys are umpires and refs out there. Not my problem. It's not. It's not my problem. I'm just telling you the deal. Period. Don't at me. I don't like it. Craig Carton. Craig Carton's got an interesting deal, award-winning, record-setting host on WFAN in New York City. Then Craig decides that he's going to get into some kind of ticket scheme. I don't exactly know what happened, gambling, losses, that kind of thing. So Carton goes to jail, goes to jail for a couple years. Next thing you know, he comes out. WFAN gives him his job back, people. Bitch, Carton says, hey, look. If any of you were any good, you that are complaining, 
I wouldn't give my job back, but none of you are any good. And he's not wrong. He is not wrong. He's absolutely right. 100%. So I've always liked Craig Carton. He's on my TV right now. So now they're going to try to make Craig Carton with a seven-figure deal kind of the face of the morning on Fox, FS1. Good for him. I'm all for him. I think it's great. Look, I like redemption stories. I like bald-headed redemption stories. I like bald-headed New York redemption stories. I like bald-headed New York TV redemption stories. Yeah, I do. So Carton gets millions. He's got a TV show he's going to do every day, probably do some more stuff. God bless him. Good for him. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? Ellie de la Cruz. Ellie de la Cruz is on, oh, I don't know, my favorite team. My favorite team is now the Reds. It is. It is now the Reds. Why? Because the Reds are fun to watch. The Reds don't mess around. The Reds will take an extra base. The Reds will play hard. I mean, look, I'm watching teams and guys are acting like idiots. I'm watching teams and guys, all right. You know, we like this guy. He's only batting 235. He's got one home run, four RBIs, but he's just playing great. I'm sorry, he's playing great. And I like him. He's got energy. He's got swag. I mean, he's got all the crap. He's got the gold chains. He's got the glasses. He's got the dreads. He's got the one-sided uh, sleeve underneath. The other side, he's got all the wristbands. I mean, there is right there the poster child for the modern baseball player. Look at him. Athletic and got all the swag. I mean all the swag. Period. Oh, usually I wouldn't like the guy, but I started watching him play, and I'm like, you know what? This guy's getting it going. This guy's got it figured out. This guy's going places. And so are the Reds. Eventually, maybe not this year, but the AF- NL Central is so bad. Let's go. All right. Peyton Hillis is an American hero. Peyton Hillis, the former running back, saved his niece, saved his son. Then he had kidney failure from how hard he had to work to save these children. And he really hasn't gotten any credit. While we're talking about transgender dumbasses taking off their clothes at the White House, while we have a president that is taking bribes from Ukraine, what are the bribes about? Well, how much money is going back to the Ukraine? It's very simple. While we have uh, Conor McGregor raping people in bathrooms at the NBA Finals, we got Peyton Hillis, a humble man. A humble man that is simply a guy that went out, had to, had to think about this, swim past his son who was in trouble to go get his niece who was in more trouble. How about that? In a world of crap, at least public crap, privately, we go through our days and we love each other and we do great things with each other. Peyton Hillis stands out as an absolute star, a stud. And he really don't want any credit. God bless you, Peyton Hillis. God bless you, Joe Delaney. Years ago, Joe Delaney was a star running back at the Kansas City Chiefs in a pond. I think his son was drowning, a couple kids. I don't know, but Joe went in and he drowned. I got to tell you, it takes a special kind of satchel to go in there, risk your life for others, and those two guys got it. I hope I do. I hope I never find out. See this A right here? It says Niners Baseball. Damn awards. 
my high school, Andre and 59ers, 59, 59, 59ers, let's go. That's right. My Niners under head coach Dave Pisker are looking for their ninth, their ninth state championship tonight against Silver Creek. Silver Creek has no chance. My Niners under Dave Pisker are the winningest program. Dave is the winningest high school coach in the history of Indiana baseball. Going for their nice state championship. Dave was in my first wedding. Dave was it was uh, my baseball coach at Andrean. I played on his first two teams. Andrean never really had a baseball program of note. We won the sectional, which is a big deal at Andrean. There were no classes back then. We just won our section, beat all the big schools. We were a little Catholic school because Dave Pitchker's a stud. So my Niners are going for their nice state championship. I am going to be there. The lovely Lee Ross and I will be at Victory Field tonight. I'm not cheering, but I'm going to be wearing my hat because Dave Pisker's my friend. Dave Pisker's a stud. And truthfully, I love my high school. I don't kind of love my high school. I love my high school. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a moment, and then we're going to come back with Haley. We got our TikTok competition. Yeah, let's do it. We'll be right back with the lovely, the uber-talented Haley Caronia. We shall return. Hey, welcome back. You know it's Friday. Haley joins us. The queen of TikTok joins us. Welcome, young lady, live from the luxury penthouse with which she resides. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm absolutely splendid. What do you have for us this week? Well, I oh, noticed wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were going into the belly of the beast last week at the Country Music Awards uh, Festival. What happened? Any debauchery we can talk about on air? Oh, I honestly, I didn't go down on Broadway because I was a little nervous of the whole thing. But I did go see Dirk Bentley, um, and that was awesome. So all good and fun. But I didn't witness anything crazy. Yeah. No case. That sucks. That sucks. All right, what do we got? What do we got? Well, something I noticed on TikTok is this AI craze, artificial intelligence. I'm sure you've seen people are using it for fun. Um, Graphics on Twitter, um, like when Trump was indicted the first time, you know, we saw all these pictures of Trump in handcuffs or Trump behind bars. Um, And people are now using it for kind of fun. They're... um, taking Kanye West, for example, and putting his voice to country music. So it sounds like he's actually singing country music. But I feel like politically speaking, this could get kind of dangerous. I feel like it's a double-edged sword a little bit. So I want to show you AI in action at a Florida gas station of all places. On DeSantis, whoever's in charge of your PR, I mean, you got to fire this guy. And I've partnered with Gas Station TV to celebrate my presidential campaign. For a limited time, when you order a meatball sub inside, you'll also receive a free I'm voting for Ron DeSantis and I eat at the gas station t-shirt. So if you're a true American patriot who likes to chow down on road meat, please buy my meatballs, wear my shirt, and help me defeat the woke mind virus. (laughs) So that I found on TikTok. Obviously not Ron DeSantis, but it looks like Ron DeSantis and it sounds like Ron DeSantis Um, and they're poking fun. I think it was at a campaign stop in Iowa two weeks ago where Governor DeSantis and the First Lady Casey DeSantis were um, talking to people and they were mentioning how they travel a lot in Florida 
they stop at all these gas stations and they're actually gas station connoisseurs now. So they eat gas station pizza and they like Wawa pretzels, hot pretzels, and they eat, you know, whatever at Bucky's. They have all these favorite gas stations. So I think that this person, this jokester, um, was just trying to play on that. It's obviously very funny. Um, I can't confirm who bought that ad or made that happen, but if it was Trump, very funny. Oh my God. I mean, I, I, I thought it was him. I mean, but I'm sitting here, you know, that's unbelievable. AI is dangerous. This is dangerous. This is something that is going to get more and more uh, in the news as we head to 2024, because you're going to see a lot of this crap, I think, don't you? Yeah. And if campaigns are using AI and weaponizing it against each other, I mean, the real loser here is the American people, because, I mean, some people are dumb, but average Americans, they work their nine to five. They don't have time at the end of the day. They're trying to put food on the table for their families. They come home. They can't, they don't have time to discern whether something they saw was real or fake. And I actually read an article in The Hill recently, and it was about this whole AI and how it's really going to change the political landscape forever. And they were calling on news outlets, like all the news outlets, to not only hire a reporter that would be this embed in all the campaigns to cover each of the candidates, but they need someone on staff to verify whether something is AI or something is fake. Like this stuff, I mean, right. if you see this closely, you can tell that Ron DeSantis's mouth isn't really moving. There's something off. But the average person, I mean, I was scrolling through those comments. People are like, is this real? Is this real? Is, there, is this real? The fact that people are even questioning it is dangerous. I questioned it. And I'm sure it's only going to get more real looking. All right, what do you got? Exactly. What you got this week? You're on a roll. You are rolling. I have been on a roll, but let's see. I liked it. I like that part right there where the flames come up. I that ain't bad, Haley. That ain't bad. Benihana, what else you got? Benny Hanna's known for Benihana. dinner and a show, but not the Undertaker. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. That's pretty good.
like a fool now! People will really protest you know these days. Hey, Haley, let me ask you a question. Seriously, how hard is it to get the weather right in Tampa? Like, it's going to be 90, humid, it's going to rain in the middle of the afternoon, exactly. and it's going to get dark at night. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean... Pretty predictable. It was supposed to be 85 today, and now it's like 60. So I ain't mad at him. Yeah, it's pretty predictable, right? How how hard? It's predictable, but being a weatherman, I got to say, it's the only job that you can get wrong and not be held accountable for it. So these people are holding him accountable, and I'm all for it. Me too. I'm with you. What else you got? I'm with you on that. True story. I am. Hey, baby girl, how are you doing? You got a man? I can be your man. Boyfriend. I'll treat you better. You like coffee? Come back to my place and we'll watch cartoons and chill. Hey, baby girl, you got a man? He's very direct. No. How old are you? I'm old enough. Playing games, how old are you? I'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm just trying to make friends. Oh, well, we can be friends. Look how strong I am. You want to feel my muscles? Yeah, you probably can't handle it. Yeah, I'm afraid you hurt. Are you trying to go on to Chuck E. Cheese? Are you 18 or older? Okay, so we're good. You're legal. I'm Elliot. I'm Kathleen. Thank you. Game. See, all right, game. That, that, cuts, that cuts close to home. When my son and my nephew were little kids, they always wanted to go to Hooters. So we'd take them to Hooters. And we'd be like, all right, here, you know, and we'd ask the waitress before, like, you know, I don't want to offend you. You know, these guys are going to throw pickup lines at you. And the waitresses were always awesome. So my son's line was, hey, I call a veterinarian because these pythons are sick. Or are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. I know that one. Hey, (laughs) hey, Haley, I lost my phone number. Can I have yours? It's a great one. Hey, Haley. Hey, Haley. Were we in school together? Because we were in chemistry, because we had chemistry or something like that. I can't remember. My favorite is on a scale of one to America, how free are you tonight? Oh, baby. America free. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hey. Let me see what else. Uh, want a raisin? No. How about a date? Okay, that's good. I feel like you'd find that on like a popsicle stick. Like, you know how they have the jokes on a popsicle right. stick? Yeah, that's a popsicle right. stick pickup line. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. The old veterinarian was really good because they both weighed about five pounds, right? And they're laughing. And I got to tell you, the the girls were rolling. They were fun. They were great. (laughs) Nobody got offended. It was before everybody got offended about everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm going with number one. I like the kid. I'm going with the kid. I'm number one. No, not again. Let's go. Nice. Was I love four? to see it. Loved, yeah, I think three. 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 Have hey, a great uh, weekend, Dan, and happy um happy Father's uh, Day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh have a great weekend yourself. Where Haley is, that's yeah. where the fun is. I guarantee you right now. Three in a row. That's pretty good. And the Undertaker got it done. I know people are gonna be offended. Hey, are you from Tennessee? You're the only 10 I see. Let's go to Wokado. You got Wokado ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What else you got? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the... Seriously, you don't let children be what they want. And you certainly, if you're a liberal, can't let them be conservative. Anyone else? We got three or two. We got three. We got three. It's unbelievable. I just went to the store yesterday. I just paid $20 for eggs and bacon at the grocery. I'm taking away your gas stove. You ain't taking away my gas stove. I don't care. Hey, your dad must have been a boxer because you're a knockout. That's my guy, Dave Carroll. Uh, Before we end the week, I I must do a tribute to a good friend of mine. His name is J.D. Campbell. J.D. Campbell is one of – oh, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got breaking news. I got breaking news right now on Ja Morant. Uh, let's see. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. John Morant, the suspension has come down and I just had it here. 25 games is what John Morant is being suspended. Now that's good. More details to come. So John Morant has been suspended 25 games. I hope he has to complete certain things, but now nah, that's fair. If, if those are your criteria, then that's fair. Hot Mike and Clay will have it today. Last thing, my friend J.D. Campbell, after 37 years as a sports information director at a number of places, I met him when he came to Bowling Green and became one of my dear friends. And then we helped him get the job at Indiana with Calvin Sampson. And then when I went with Calvin uh, in 07, 08, J.D. was there. J.D. is the best human being that you are ever going to find. J.D. Campbell will no longer after this month be the sports information director at Indiana University, and Indiana University is far worse for it. There has been no better person walk the halls of Assembly Hall. There has been no better person walk the halls of Anderson Arena. There has been no better person in any job anywhere than J.D. Campbell. J.D. Campbell, for those of you that are Bowling Green grads, was with me, and he made up the whole wear your sport coat backwards thing. He made up. We were on a losing streak. We're driving back from Kent. I was distraught. He's like, let's just turn everything around. Everything, every time, anywhere. And we did it. And we did it with an enthusiasm. And we won six straight games and saved our season. J.D. Campbell was more than a sports information director. J.D. Campbell 
was a mentor to so many. J.D. Campbell was a friend to so many. J.D. Campbell, fiercely loyal of his coaches, fiercely loyal of the players. Sports information has changed over the years. Now you can't really control it. People have their brand. Idiots like Miller Cop wear headbands just for their own little dumbass brand. That's the way the world works. But J.D. Campbell stayed above it all. Mike Woodson and his staff are less because J.D. Campbell won't be working with them. Uh, Indiana University, Indiana University Athletics is lessened because J.D. Campbell will not be working with them. Look, here's the deal. Whatever J.D. Campbell decides to do, I had a nice chat with him yesterday. It's going to be fantastic. Doesn't have to work. Uh, He and his beautiful wife, Carrie, and their two kids. One son is a policeman up in South Bend. The other, Christopher, is the head of digital for the Nebraska football team. Kids are doing great. That's the last thing. J.D. Campbell was a coach to so many. J.D. Campbell cared about kids, not the good kids. I never saw a man improve his own son or a player improve more than J.D. and his son, John. John became a really good baseball player. In fact, a scholarship baseball player after, as a kid, could barely throw, hit, or run. J.D. Campbell cared. J.D. Campbell cared about those around him. Indiana University is lessened. We're all lessened. And whatever J.D. Campbell does next, I can't wait to see it. I love you, my friend. I'm going to miss you when I go down to Indiana, but I can't wait to see what's next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Nick and Dylan and Ryan and Davey and, of course, Aaron, uh, Gary, Clay. Thank you all so much for letting us be a part of your week. We will see you on Monday. Can't wait.